are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I am your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. And I would just like to take a moment for all you content creators out there that are watching or listening. um, Twitter, StreamYard, please figure it out. I don't know what's going on, but I just checked when I went to retweet this. We had negative one viewers, so we actually owe Twitter a viewer. I don't even know how that's possible. But uh, it is possible and it's happening. So joining us, like always, we've got the whole crew tonight. It's going to look a little bit different next week. Chev and Nate cannot make it to the podcast, but that's okay. we got a ringer coming in, so you'll have to stay tuned to find out who. But we got Porkman, we got Chev, and we got Nate. Happy to have everybody here. And this is what we're all about. All about talking about rookies. All about talking about these young prospects. So we're going to take a look back at the 2021 rookie class and remock it. So if you are... Uh, watching. You can follow along on the screen. If you're listening to the audio version, I will try to make sure that it is uh, you're as caught up as possible. So before I start the draft, let's go through some news here. Uh, Chase Edmonds is going to miss some time with the high ankle sprain. It's going to be multiple weeks, it looks like. Uh, Nate, do you know if Jonathan Ward is still out by chance? Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I know, he's still out. All right, so mm-hmm. Eno Benjamin might actually be somewhat relevant for a little while. He did get his first NFL touchdown. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, ankle issue i think it was an ankle sprain uh, and james robinson foot issue is there, they're both expected to play this upcoming week aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. could play this week although now i'm seeing since i put this on the show sheet might not happen uh russell wilson has been cleared to go antonio brown is still in a walking boot arizona hoping kyler and d hop return chev is that correct are they're they looking like they're on track to play this sunday this week uh I would imagine they play. I think, honestly, last week, if they needed to go, they would have went. Um, but they didn't see the need just to waste them uh, in game nine of the season. So if it was an important game, I think they all would have gone. Yeah, I thought the 49ers were supposed to be good, by the way. Trey Lance. I mean, when the Cardinals played with, against Trey Lance last time, they, they were giving them fits. Uh, hmm. So if Trey Lance would have started, I think they honestly would have had a better shot. Yeah. Seven points. Colt McCoy looking good, though. Uh, So Sam Darnold has a fractured scapula and will miss several weeks, which means it is P.J. Walker season. Fire him up. Uh, Nate's going to be disappointed about this one. Rams tight end Jacob Harris is going to miss the season with an ACL and MCL tear. You were the Jacob Harris fan, right? I did like Jacob Harris. All right. Still do. And the most impressive feat of news that we have, Mike White could return in week 10. (laughs) To save us all, and I'm going to be starting them too. A couple spots, it's good bye week filling. So, um, as you can see, if you're watching again, we got the uh, the little mock draft up on the screen. So, I'm gonna flip my screen over here. Here's the order we got pork first. Bob Van Duzer is two, Steve Rayers, he's a rewinder, he is three, and I'm probably saying his name wrong every time. I apologize. I'm going fourth, Maddie's going fifth, Zach Barrett is sixth. Neil, I'm not trying to say his last name is seventh. We got the intern who is also the producer backstage. He's picking eighth. Nate is ninth. Uh, this is one of Neil's friends. I think it's just Big Johnson is his username. So 
too creative with that one. He's picking 10th. Chev is 11th, and Scott Sidlow is going to be going 12th. This is going to be a linear draft, just like your regular rookie draft. So I'm trying to keep it as on brand as rookie drafts are. Or do you guys know, does anyone ever do any snake rookie drafts? Has anyone done it? Or I've heard of it. I've never personally done it. Never have I, I seen that. Uh, I've actually done it once um, in the Dynasty Nerds C2C that I'm in because last year for the college side, everything was so screwed up with you know COVID and you know getting players to play and you know Big Ten didn't even start till late, so it was such a season that was full of chaos that we just kind of scrapped all the rankings, all the standings. We said you know this season's not going to count. So when it came up to do the high school rookie draft, we snaked it. Got it. All right. Just letting everyone know that I'm about to start this. And if I would type, that would help. Work, you are going to be on the clock. And then it brings up the actual clock. Great. I would love to start the draft. All right. Pork's going to kick it off for us. And then if there's anyone that we want to talk about. Did, it, did everyone hear that? Or was that just me? What was that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little amp up there. Turn the little speaker uh, off when you're. Where, where, where am I looking? I love that. That was great. I'm just gonna next to the moon and the alarm. Oh, top this? right. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we go. That was interesting. I didn't know that. Uh... Wow. <laughs> I usually. Uh... I usually do this on my my phone and I don't hear that. So, all right, let's just go yeah. through some, some some thought process here. Justin Fields taken off the, the board first overall by Pork. Then we go Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase. Um, wow, okay. So, Kyle Pitts going to one, two. I'm just going to go with the guy that I still think is the best quarterback in the class. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. And that brings us to Maddie. That was fun, though. That was good. <laughs> so you, I could turn the sounds back on for you guys if you want. Adam, I still heard it when you made your pick. That's got to be coming from someone else then, because I got mine muted. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the freak that was. More than me. But um, so seeing as the super flex, I see you know it looks like some guys are just going by. If it was one QB, um, if it was regular one QB, I probably would have went Najee, um, because he's like he's been killing, he's getting a lot of touches. But I just went with Fields. Um, solely because of you know what I've what I actually saw from last night, there's a lot of progression. He's actually making a lot of NFL type throws where guys are saying he couldn't make um, coming out of college. Say he wasn't going through his progressions. He can't. He doesn't have enough arm strength. He's just a a running quarterback. And that at that I didn't really understand. I feel like the guys didn't really just look at tape. Yeah. And to me, it's it's more of a it's more of a stigmatism of black quarterbacks that they put on all of them. Just to be just to be frank, but he's showing that he can do it. And with a little bit of time, and you know, I know they'd like to blame Gase for everything, but um, just for a little bit of time in year two, um, I think he may, for fantasy purposes, may be the best QB out of this uh, draft class. Yeah, I don't understand why people said he doesn't have the arm strength. I didn't see that at Ohio State. I mean, mm-hmm. we're already starting some some rookies now, and. I'm seeing some guys that, I mean, if they even make a roster, they're going to be lucky. 
Nate knows who I'm talking right. about. I was texting about him last night. Like, why'd you <laughs> give me this guy to look at? So uh, you have so much coming <laughs> in. Sorry to block you off here, Nate. Big fan of the podcast. First time tuning into the stream. Cool to put faces to the voices. Thank you for tuning in. Right, Sorry for the disappointment putting these faces to these voices. I'm going to at least apologize for myself. Uh, so let's look back here. So I took T-Law. Maddie goes Najee Harris at the 1-5. We've got Javante Williams at the 1-6. So Neil goes Trey Lance at the 1-7. Uh, the intern taking Devontae Smith at the 1-8. Nate, briefly tell me what's on your mind right now. I'm really stuck between two guys. Okay. Um, it's it's a really easy wide receiver one of this class with Jamar Chase. After that, I have three guys. I kind of all have tied right the second for wide receiver two of the class in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Smith being one of those. The other two guys being Bateman and Waddle. And I have to go, you know, not trying to be a homer, but the better <laughs> offensive situation, you know, Miami is just chaos right now. So I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman here. Okay. Um, was there any other running backs that you would have considered here after these two guys or not at this point in the draft? Uh, possibly. If my team was needed a running back, I could have uh, – I would have been okay with a running back here over Bateman. But I think with the long-term dy- uh, dynasty value in a vacuum, you got to go Bateman. Okay. Now I'm curious to see – because I want to bring something up, but I want Chev to make his pick first. I want to see what you do here, and then I'll... Okay, so Mac Jones off the board at 111. The question I had, Chev, was were you considering Zach Wilson at all with that pick? No. Okay. I no. Just right now, you haven't seen what you expected to get out of a guy that was picked top three. You're not mm-hmm. getting that. You're not seeing that guy that is threading the needle. I mean... Mike White comes in. He seems to figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah, um, right. So, I mean, I mean that's, that should be your nickname, Mike White. That's you, Mike. <laughs> I did tell Pork that if I was a quarterback, I would be Mike White. I mean, it's, it is. <laughs> like, literally. There you go. So, I mean, I, I, I do think he has the talent, but we're doing the remock for what we've seen, and I have not seen something that I want to have on as my starting quarterback in fantasy football at all. Okay, and there, there he goes right there. So Zach Wilson taken with the one twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, so right off the board. So, but uh, pre-draft, how would we have looked there, Chev? I don't remember because I was so long ago that we talked pre-draft about this stuff. Did you have Wilson above Mac Jones? Uh, I think so. I can't remember okay. exactly, but I'm guessing there were probably three and four, or yeah. yeah, no, four and five probably. Okay. All right. So then uh, let's see. Port goes Michael Carter. Uh, off the mm-hmm. board, and then Bob takes Elijah Moore. I'm assuming that Bob probably wanted to go Michael Carter there. Um, I would assume so, yeah. So, Pork, was that a snipe on purpose, no. or do you believe? Well, I mean, both, actually, to tell you the truth. Um, I know Bob did like Michael Carter, but I know he wasn't going to make it around to me anyway. Um, obviously, we know he's probably the running back one on the team. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, Michael P. Ron, rest in peace. But uh, we all know Michael, <laughs> he, he's been getting the touches and he's producing on a bad team. And uh, he got Mike White. And Mike White's actually been, you know, throwing him the ball. And what's his name? Josh Johnson came in, threw for 300 yards and got him the rock too. So I'm starting to think it's more of the offense. And if, the, if they're able to, you know, feed him the rock and he's running between the tackles like we saw in UNC and catching the ball, the backfield as well, um, he can produce in the NFL. And he has that uh, – he has that moxie about him that I like, you know, the Napoleon complex, short little running back, but he gets the job done. I freaking love it. All right. So I'm running out of time here, but 
all right, so he's been producing, and this is on what we know now. So I'm thinking Elijah Mitchell at the 2-4. That's after Pat Fryermuth goes at the 2-3 to Steve. Um, my boy Mick Meow on Twitter is going to hate this pick, but I'll tell you what, man. Elijah Mitchell is nothing fancy, but he does everything Kyle Shanahan wants him to, and until he doesn't have it, I think he has a starting job in San Francisco. Trey Sermon can't mm-hmm. get on the field. I don't know what's going on. Um, his first carry of the season was against the Eagles, and I know he got hurt. But, he, I mean, Trey Sermon's a very physical ball carrier, so I don't understand what's going on. If I'm him, I'm I'm probably walking in there in the offseason and asking for a trade. Let let, him, let that man go somewhere that he could possibly start. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Tell, tell me this. Just hear me out. You walk in. What about if Trey Sermon was in uh, Tampa Bay? Because they're not tied to Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones long term. Man, nothing seems better than a Trey Sermon, Keyshawn Vaughn timeshare. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That makes that sounds freaking amazing. Well, I will say Trey Sermon is by far and away better than Keyshawn Vaughn. I'm telling telling Garrett. I think uh, he knows. My pro comp for Trey Sermon was Chris Carson, so I'd love to see him go to Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Nico. All right. Hey, Maddie, big chest. He's staying on brand. He's taking uh, Nico Collins at the two five. Is it just me or is this draft already getting kind of gross? <laughs> uh, yeah. Not yet. There's still some. more. Yeah. Not yet? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zach is going Rondale Moore at the two six. Neil's up at the two seven. Um, I think this is about where you see the people that we're talking about to possibly go trade for mm-hmm. the Rondell yes. Moores that maybe haven't produces the Marshalls. I mean, even Gainwell is somebody that I would go and get. I mean, Miles Sanders hasn't been able to stay healthy. He hasn't done much. I mean, I know Gainwell hasn't got all the touches in that backfield, but he's somebody that they drafted. I think it was third roundish, fourth roundish, somewhere around there. I mean, he's fourth, a guy that can fourth. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's still somebody that can produce. We've seen it happen. He did it a couple weeks. So I, I feel confident in going snagging some of those guys up. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Justin Fields at the the one one so far seems to be the correct pick. Now, mm-hmm. on the season, Trevor Lawrence does have more passing yards overall, and he does have more passing touchdowns. Let's also not forget, Justin Fields has not been starting the whole season. So Trevor Lawrence, uh, one thousand eight hundred twenty one pass yards, eight touchdowns, one hundred thirty six rushing yards, and two touchdowns. Fields isn't that far behind. Twelve hundred eighty two passing yards four touchdowns, but he already has 288 rushing yards and two touchdowns. So this is where, when we talk about, and I'm not going to say Konami code. I just want to throw it out there. I hate that phrase, Konami code. I think it's just so dumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. When That's you have a good dual threat quarterback, this is a guy that is going to keep you relevant and keep you in competition in your dynasty leagues and also your redraft leagues too. So mm-hmm. I do think that was a good pick. I don't, yeah, I still think it's too early to say, maybe I shouldn't have said who I think is going to be one. Good. It's it's still too well, early because let's not forget Trevor Lawrence has a long way to go until he's out from Urban Meyer's thumb. Yeah, so, that's 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 what I was about to say. It's it's more I think it's more of the offense, and you know, I think it's more of an issue that they're using Jamal Agnew than Lavisca <laughs> Chenault. It's kind of stupid to me. It's a crime because uh, I mean Lavisca Chenault is two times a better player than Agnew, so him not getting separation doesn't make sense because Chenault has the speed and. Obviously, more power than Agnew does. So, once that offense is going, 
and Trevor Lawrence actually has somebody competent there that can, you know, have an actual NFL offense. I think it will be, you know, it's, it'll be neck and neck. He has he has the, the skill set. Okay. Yeah, I agree. So let's check back in on this mock here. So after Rondell Moore went to Zach Barrett, uh, Terrace Marshall at the 2-7, Travis Etienne at the 2-8. Unfortunately, we haven't gotten to see that production, but Sean made that pick. I do like the pick there at 2-8. Nate taking Kadarius Tony at the 2-9. Ramondre Stevenson at the 2-10. And uh, Chev, he was talking about Kenneth Gamble before at the 2-11. I do, uh, Nate. Are you a believer in Kadarius Tony or I, I don't I don't know if I'm a believer in Kadarius Tony. I actually really want ETN there. Uh yeah. Sean snipe me. But I feel like look once again looking at these dynasty values in a vacuum, Kadarius Tony has more value, I think, than the guys that are being picked after him at this point. I think he mm-hmm. just was the best player available based on you know when we've seen him on the field and healthy he's produced and he's been able to handle a large workload. Um, I'm not necessarily completely sold on him long-term. Uh, he's actually a big sell for me right now, you know, kind of a sell high, but mm-hmm. at the moment, I think, you know, he's one of the top producing rookie wide receivers right now. So I'll take a swing mm-hmm. at it. So Nate, speaking of guys that you think could be uh, top producing rookies, do you have a, let me do it here. Make sure I'm on the right one. Yes, I am. Do you have a Debbie player of the week for us? And we're playing the Maryland fight song. Yeah. Maryland fought for a little bit on Saturday, but they could just couldn't bring it home for Nate. Just couldn't Robert bring it home. Jahan Dotson was way too good. He was. And Sean Clifford looking good as well. Yeah. But oh, I wow, do have. That was hard for you to say. I do <laughs> have a player. Bad. So don't worry. <laughs> so. I want to talk about a guy that he's been in the transfer portal and things have kind of moved around, but he's really producing this year. And this guy's name is uh, Wandale Robinson. Okay. Wandale Robinson. He's currently playing for Kentucky. He was a four-star prospect that was recruited and went to Nebraska for two years. Now, when you guys think of Nebraska, you're not thinking high-powered offense, you're not thinking lots of passing yards. Um, Wandale Robinson was actually recruited there as an all-purpose back. So he started out as a running back. Um, insane speed. He's uh, you know, one of the top athletic guys out in the field at all times. And you know, just wasn't getting the, the touches and the big plays and competing for a championship with Nebraska. Not that Kentucky is really going to compete with a championship, but don't tell him that. Anyway. <laughs> He goes to Kentucky because he's no, he knows that there's going to be more opportunity there, especially if he's looking for the NFL. So in, in his time with Nebraska, his freshman year, true freshman year, 40 receptions, 453 yards, two touchdowns. Second year, 51 receptions, 461 yards, and a touchdown. You know, not lots of scoring, uh, a decent production, but, you know, just not a lot of volume there. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. But when you're the number one off, you know, offensive weapon on your team, you expect more than 50 receptions throughout a season. As you can see, uh, this season, you know, just a little bit over halfway, 71 receptions for 811 yards and six touchdowns. He is the playmaker of the Kentucky offense. He's out there just a home run threat whenever he touches the ball. So as I said, he started as a running back. Um, 88 attempts his freshman year, 46 his sophomore year. Kentucky is not using him like a running back at all. Only six rushes on the year so far. But that 71 receptions, he's really shown up as a wide receiver. He's kind of the uh, anti-Antonio Gibson in this 
this deal. You know, we're seeing a guy that started out as a running back, but is really dominating as a wide receiver. And in the uh, Kentucky plays in the SEC, so you know, he's going up against good competition, and he's still showing up. Uh, he's he can make something happen in the special teams. He has a bit of experience with punt returns. This is a guy that I'm watching him, and you can see that he was a running back because once he gets the ball, he runs with power. He does not avoid contact. He he for 185 pounds, this guy can run people over. Uh, five foot 11, 185. He's a a bit bigger than a guy like Rondale Moore or some other guys we've seen that have been those quick playmaker kind of guys. Wandale Robinson has a size of a you know typical wide receiver. He can win on the outside, can win on the inside. He can be moved around sweeps and jets. He's really an offensive weapon. And I just think this guy's going to go probably day two, maybe early day three if you know he doesn't get the hype. But I think the combine is going to you know really bring him up to speed. And we're going to see you know, the media talking about him. Right now, he's, he's definitely got a day two grade for me. Just the ability to make things happen after the catch is impressive. And he looks like a wide receiver out there. He doesn't look like a running back playing wide receiver, which is really important for me if I'm going to look at a guy for the next level. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm all about Wandale Robinson. This is a guy you probably can pick up in the second round of your rookie drafts in the next year. So the 2022 seconds are still useful. Don't be trading them away. Don't be throwing those things away. Um, I'm trying to do player comps, like I always say. Uh, I don't think this is a like for like, but when I watch him, you know, run down the field, run a you know a couple different routes other than just go routes and make things happen after the catch, it almost looks a bit like Marquise Brown out there, just a little bit bigger. So definitely a guy to be excited about. Keep it on your radar because we're going to be talking about him later this season in the off season, and we're all going to be excited. All right, so that is Nate's Debbie Player of the Week. Nate, question for you. Is he more just a straight-up Debbie guy guy to get on your dynasty roster, or would you consider him a, a valuable C2C player as well? Oh, he's definitely a valuable C2C player. With those stats, he's getting a good volume. He is the number one option on that Kentucky team. So if you're going into a playoff run, uh, he might be a guy to look at. They are in the SEC, and they're in the conference schedule now, though. Um, so he's definitely playing against bigger competition than he was in the beginning of the season. But so far, that hasn't really stopped him. Uh, against Georgia, who's the number one ranked team, uh, he had 12 receptions, only had 39 yards, but still a touchdown. So, you know, all in all, it's 21.9 points in uh, PPR leagues. So he, he's, he's still producing just because of how much volume he's getting. Uh, the last four games, uh, quick math is he's got about 40-something catches. So uh, he, he's doing well. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Nate. So, Nate, it looks like uh, during your Devi Player of the Week, you and I both got switched over to auto pick because I was uh, – Responding well, to something. Luckily, I had my cue set up. All right. Well, so let's, uh, <laughs> since we last talked, so uh, Chev took Kenneth Gamewell to 211. Great pick. Chubert Hubbard goes at the 212. He's been forced into being productive this year, but we see what he can do when given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Porkman, another great pick. Khalil Herbert at the 3 1. And listen, this is, everybody, this is what I say. This is why, you know, look, if you're just here because you like one of us and you just want to support the show, we always thank you for that. But this is why it's important, even in redraft leagues, to listen to a podcast like this. You knew who Cleo Herbert was, okay? And he got his time to shine, and he, he made the most of it. He really did. Um, so Cleo Herbert at the 3-1. Amon Ross St. Brown at the 3-2. I still think Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be something. Anthony Schwartz at the 3-3. Um, I, against my will, selected Amari Rogers at the 3-4. Although I did like Amari <laughs> Rogers pre-draft. Although I probably would have rather had the next guy, Josh Palmer at the 3-5. 
Zach Barrett takes uh, Jared Patterson at the three six. And I got to be honest with you, I was never a Jared Patterson fan. I just don't see it. Um, Trey Sermon at the three seven. Dami Brown at the three eight. Who I kind of feel like maybe Porkman was waiting to come back to him at the four one, possibly. Um, Nate takes the Davis Mills at yeah. three nine. I'm excited uh, about this pick. Yeah, you should I mean, be. Man. Davis Mills nice. has looked good through this season. I mean, for a rookie quarterback who just kind of got thrown into the role, um, you know, a day two pick, he's gone out there and overall looked pretty good. I know he had that bad game against Buffalo with four interceptions, no touchdowns, but, mm. you know, the rest of his games, he's looked pretty good. He's been able to manage the game. The Texans definitely don't have a lot of talent around him, but he's gotten the ball to Brandon Cooks plenty and also uh, used some of the other weapons on that team. And while I don't think he is the quarterback next year, you know, I think he'll be playing again this year because Tyrod Taylor came back this week and had a 55% completion rate for 240 (laughs) yards and three interceptions. Uh, uh, That's not good. And then it's Tyrod Taylor and he only had 41 yards rushing or no, 23 yards rushing. So, I mean, he's not even giving you stuff on the ground. I think Tyrod Taylor is a, going to be watching from the sidelines again yeah i agree and the davis mills that we're seeing play for the texans is not what i remember scouting from stanford uh so dimitrik felton goes to 310 um chef brevin jordan at the 311 all right great pick <clears throat> he got some chances here within the last few weeks and he's been, been playing pretty decently were you a brevin jordan guy before the draft and i know a lot of people fell off on him because the draft capital was just not there what are your thoughts on him overall? Yeah, I wasn't too high on him. I, I don't believe so. Uh, I mean, he landed in a good spot where they don't have too many playmakers, so it helps him out in that way. It doesn't help that they lose their franchise quarterback to a massage parlor somewhere somewhere out there in Texas, probably, I'm guessing, or on Snapchat. Takes one you night look Bangkok up. way too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, Brevin George is a nice player. He's athletic, I, I believe. Believe he has a chance to do some better things, hopefully in the upcoming seasons. Tremble probably is a guy too that could do some work at tight end as well. All right. So I auto drafted again because I was listening to Chev, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Scott, <laughs> Scott took Kellen Mond at the 312. I'm not going to lie. I, another guy, I don't see it. I just, I'm not a fan. But again, you know, hey, if he gets a chance to play, he's going to get two points. Uh, Pork, Tommy Tremble at the 4-1. I like the pick. Your thoughts? <clears throat> so when Tommy Tremble came out, we would look on that film, and it was mostly just him destroying people in the trenches. So to me, I was okay. That should get him on the field. Um, we heard in training camp Dan Arnold was going ham, playing well, and it's like, oh, they traded him away. So that leaves it for Tommy Tremble. I think the week before they traded him away, he scored like a touchdown on some weird jet sweep thing, but it works. But now that we're seeing that he's getting the playing time and uh, obviously he's young and hopefully they get a better quarterback for next year because Sam Darnold's butt cheeks. I feel as though he'll be able to show his speed down the field and and grow. And then, you know, in two years from now, Tommy Tremble will be probably one of those top tight ends that we're we're looking for um, in fantasy football. But, you know, I just like to see the growth and it seemed like they have a little bit more of a confidence in him on the field as of right now, especially with Sam freaking Arnold. OK, uh, Chris Evans goes at the four two. Tylen Wallace at the four three. Um, I 
auto pick this guy, this Tennessee tight end. I can't even find him on the Titans roster. Um, let me click on him and see. I don't even know, I don't know who that is, but I took him. So Briley. Yeah, I'm not, well, yeah, I don't recommend taking him anywhere. And then uh Maddie auto picked <laughs> R. Ferguson, a quarterback who does not have a team. Uh, Ferguson. Zach takes Frank Darby, who's actually on a team. Uh, Neil takes Kylan Granson. I do like that pick, although watching Kylan Granson play, he looks more like a fullback than a tight end. Yep. Yeah, he's kind of small, don't he? He's like six he's foot two. Six he, he has good hands, but he's like small as crap. Yeah, but doesn't it feel like that they don't really use guys like that? Like they used to, like the Dallas Clarks, the the Chris Cooleys, you know, the move fullback yeah. slash hybrid tight end. I just now it's feel more like, like Kyle Juszczyk or Pat Ricard. Yeah, they mm-hmm. just don't. Although I wish they would fullback tight end. I wish they'd bring guys like that back more. It's it's definitely a mismatch if you have one. For sure. So, all right, let's see what we got here. Trey McKitty, uh, courtesy of Sean. Somebody, anyone have thoughts on Trey McKitty once Jared Cook gets out of the way? Nope. <sighs> no, it was tough because he didn't have much college production. Uh, he showed a little flashes, I think, in the senior That's bowl, an understatement. That, that was about it. Yeah, yeah, seven <laughs> catches. He, he showed a little bit of flashes in the senior bowl, but, I mean, that's the senior bowl practice. Like, everybody was open, so. I, we really don't know, to tell you the truth. Be honest with you, Mike, because I, I know when we scouted them, it was like, okay, uh, so we're just scouting blocking here or or what? Because <laughs> there was absolutely nothing. Blocking is important, too. I, I get it, but for fantasy, you need to catch the ball. Touchdowns matter. <laughs> it's for him, he didn't get anything. I think he's worth a stash right now. Jared Cook oh. is old, older. I say Jared Cook is old. He's younger than me. But, you know, Trey McKitty, the guy right there, if he has a chance to start, if you don't like him, he's trade bait, right? He's worth oh. a stash, I think. So let's go back to the mock here. All right, Nate, who did you take? I don't know how to say that last thing. <laughs> I want you to try, Mike. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Uh, I actually don't know how to say his last name either. Languo. And Guangu. He scored a touchdown last Yeah, week. he scored a touchdown against the Ravens on a kickoff return, uh, 98 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, I believe, a fourth or fifth round pick by the Vikings. Uh, big guy with like 4-4 speed. Didn't have much production in college, though, due to injuries and just kind of being behind some other guys. But, you know, with that kind of speed, with that size, the fact that Dalvin Cook has injury history, and I think Alexander Madison is on his contract year, you know, you know, why not bank on the size-speed combo here? A guy who's now made a touchdown on special teams that immediately gives him, you know, a bit better chance of producing the NFL. Um, I'll, t- I'll take a swing on it, put this guy on my taxi squad, and uh, see if maybe next year he is the backup to Dalvin Cook. Okay. And then after that, we got Jamar Jefferson for the Lions, which I like that pick there. You know, you figure if Jamal Williams leaves next year, mm-hmm. Jamar could be the backup to DeAndre Swift. And they appear to like to use both of their backs, and they use them quite heavily too. So after that, Chev, I love this pick, Jalen Darden. Um, at this point in the draft, is he just a dart throw for you? Yeah, I'm not expecting uh, a whole lot out of him, that's for sure. I mean, if he if he hits, great. That's awesome, but there's a good chance he's not. He's at least getting playing time. At least yeah. some. Yeah. I th- I still, I'd still love to see Tyler Johnson do a little bit more down there, but I get it's hard to get on the field. 
Uh, and the last pick of the draft, Kyle Trask. Going to be taking over for the GOAT down there one day, right? About five years from now. Five years from now, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing to think that Tom Brady could still be playing when some of these guys' rookie contracts are up. Yep. But he probably <laughs> will be. He probably he will, will be. be. Yeah. All right. So anything from this mock draft stand out to you guys? Uh, I'm honestly kind of surprised that Jamar Chase isn't the 101. Even though it's super flex. Even though it's super flex. Okay, so then I have to ask you this. Do you still value the elite talent over just taking a quarterback because it's super flex? So, I mean, I think in my position, I would probably... I mean, it would be really close between all those three guys. I really don't know who I'd pick. It would be totally dependent upon team need Um, because I think Mm -hmm. they're all about the same value. You know, each one of those guys gives you you know, a playmaker and a game changer at that position. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Fields. I don't think I've been impressed with any of these guys enough to anoint them as like, you know, top six quarterbacks in dynasty or anything like that. Um, I think all of them still have plenty of potential though. So I'm not saying I'm giving up on them, but you know, with a guy like Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase, you've already seen that they're, you know, top of their position in fantasy football long-term, you know, Kyle Pitts is a top five, easily a top five tight end in dynasty. Um, you know, that's a very conservative take. And then mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, you know, he's being thrown around now as a wide receiver one in dynasty or at least like a two or three. Um, so I think in most people's, he's at least like top 10. So each of those guys gives you a, a guy that's going to give you a ton of points each week. Um, but, you know, I think Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase have shown that they have already started producing at that top level while Justin Fields is, you know, just now starting to maybe, um, but, man, all three of those guys wouldn't be a bad pick. Don't, let's not forget about Najee Harris either, too, because yeah, he has Najee been too. insane catching the football, mm-hmm. rushing the football. I mean, just the volume alone gets him in that talk to be possibly top three as well. If you needed yep. a running back, throw him right in there because, I mean, he's averaging 20-something points a game in fantasy football right now for PPR. So, I mean, that's all you can ask for. And he stayed healthy. Healthy yes. is the key, and he's been able to do it so far. Yeah. yeah, with Start like last year's one, class, too. last year's class, like we saw Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow come out right away and dominate, and mm-hmm. no, none of these quarterbacks have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of people are trying to say that Mac Jones is the best rookie quarterback so far, but you know, while he's been impressive, he's not a top dynasty quarterback. He's not a you know a guy out there throwing a bunch of touchdown passes. You know, they're all playing like rookies, and that's to be expected. But right. Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, and Kyle Pitts aren't exactly playing like rookies. Yeah, I mean, if we did this podcast on Sunday, we didn't get to see Justin Fields tear it up like he did and play like he did. So I'm guessing Porkman would have went a different way. At least Fields showed competitiveness and ability to drive the ball down the field, make those throws. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, what's showed, really going to – He gonna, showed something. Yeah, so as a Bears fan, that was the funnest I've had watching a quarterback for the Bears in a while. Since when? I, I, probably since I was a little baby, pooping in my diaper. So. <laughs> I will say this. I think Mac Jones, I don't think he's going to be the best quarterback of this class. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be the steadiest quarterback of this yeah, class. Yeah, the most consistent. These, there's other guys, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, um, you know, a lot of these other guys, they're probably going to give you a higher ceiling, but I feel like they also 
and their coaching has a lot to do with that too. We could probably say that Mac Jones is going to be the best coached quarterback right now out of all the other quarterbacks. So yeah. it's something to keep in mind. Hey, look, I have Mac Jones on a lot of spots and he's my backup right now to a lot of a bunch of different guys. But when those guys are on bye week, I have no problem putting Mac Jones in there. And that's a good thing to have. And if, uh-huh. if there's a long-term injury to one of those other guys, I feel more than comfortable putting him in there as a starter. We do have a question here from Steve on the Patreon group chat, and we'll let you go a little bit behind the scenes here and answer this question just to show you what you get. If you head on over to patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind dollar a month gets you this group chat $5 a month gets you everything bonus podcast written content. And you also get a daily, I'm sorry, a weekly DFS video from our very <laughs> own Dan Rose here. Um, so his question is anyone have any opinions on Zach Wilson? Did Flacco come in to mentor him, or is he screwed already? I'll just take this one real quick and then let you guys chime in as well. I think Zach Wilson's going to be fine. I don't think he's screwed, and I don't think Flacco came in to mentor him. I think if that was the case, they would have kept him. I think that the Jets traded for Flacco once Zach Wilson went down because he was there last year, and while this is a different scheme, different system, he's just familiar with a lot of the guys already in the locker room. What do you guys think? I don't think we need to add anything to that. I think you said exactly no. what we all think. I mean, yep. I think it's give him some time. Uh, he's young. He looks like he's twelve years old. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> we have to remember. I think. I think uh, fantasy players they get so giddy. They want their players to break out right away when you draft them as rookies. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. not going to happen. And exactly. there's there's some players that will if they're getting a good opportunity. Jamar Chase goes in. He's going to be one or two with T Higgins. Najee Harris is going to be the guy, but we shouldn't expect some of these guys to just go in and own the backfield and be that top player right from the get-go. And I think that's one of the struggles that some fantasy players face. They really want that now, 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 and they're not patient mm-hmm. enough to see that. I mean, if, you, if Pat Fryermuth is a good one, I think. He didn't do nothing for the first six, seven weeks. Then he comes out the next two games. He gets the opportunity with Ball. Ebron injured and balls out. So yeah. if you had him on your roster, you're probably kicking yourself if you had to drop him, but – Week seven, I understand with all the bye weeks, but if you kept, if you hang on to them and you kept them and you saved them up, you're you're feeling pretty good about your tight end spot for going into 2022. I would imagine. Yeah, Chef, you make a great point there. We have these guys, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. You know, they come in, Herbert, Burrow, and they smash. And that's that's the exception. We we can't think of that as being a norm when you rely on rookies. Essentially, you're you're going to be doing yourself to failure. There was a, I remember my dad telling me a stat that he saw one time. They uh, they account, and this is for real NFL. I just thought this was interesting. Take your opening day roster. However many rookies you have starting, count one rookie, one loss. So if the real NFL is doing that, you know it's kind of you kind of apply that to fantasy football too. You're going to have good weeks, and you're going to have weeks where you're going to go, man, I should have started Zach Pascal. Mm -hmm. Because I've started Zach Pascal all over the place this year. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, uh, news that did not make the show sheet, uh, poor went out, pork man, Josh Reynolds got waived today. So, I will drink to that. I can't stand (laughs) this guy's freaking guts. No, he actually, to to be real, I know, right? To be real, though, when he was in and uh, when, when both receivers are out, he was getting targets, and he was actually playing halfway decent. And then I guess when they came back, he just 
relegated him below Nick Westbrook or Kina, and he was like, he's not getting no playing time. So I don't have no problems with him going to another team and try to at least play. He can he can still play. I just don't know what what that deal was about. It was kind of weird to be honest with you. Between that and uh and Deshaun Jackson, the Deshaun Jackson news was kind of odd too. Yeah. Um also so did he officially sign with the Raiders? I might have missed that. He did yeah, officially sign. Okay. I did miss that. And uh, OBJ apparently prefers he did clear waivers. Uh he apparently prefers the Packers, it says. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think he's also speaking with the Chiefs and the uh, the Saints. And, you know, if he signs with the Chiefs, people on Twitter are going to be like, the rich get richer. Man, the Chiefs are not good this year. So they need him, no. honestly. You know, the Saints your would be bo- an your interesting. Your boy Andy. Your boy yeah, Andy is rearing his head again. But I'll tell you what, the Saints, I don't think I see it happening because he's not going to go to New Orleans to play with Trevor Simeon. No. <laughs> the, you could have just stayed in Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? for real. Yeah. So, um, interesting to see what that is. But before we head out, what are we? If if you, any of you guys have OBJ, are you moving him? Are you holding? Or are you looking to acquire him? Absolutely holding. If you have him right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'd be out there trying to acquire him. I mean, if, if I can throw a third at somebody, then yeah. But no one's going to trade him for a third, especially now with the upside mm-hmm. of. You know, landing on the Packers or the Patriots, uh, that kind of unknown upside is worth more right now than it is once he actually lands. Um, so, I mean, if, if this is if you're just tired of having OBJ on your team, go ahead and sell now. You actually might be selling high because mm-hmm. just the idea of him with Rodgers or with Belichick just is exciting and it's probably less practical than it actually is going to be. Um, so, I mean, if you can get a 2022 second. You know, you can trade mm-hmm. OBJ for Wandale Robinson. I mean, hey, <laughs> if you're looking long term, then yeah, I do that. I think if you're a contender, maybe you keep OBJ and hope that he can hit some fire, you know, at the end of the season. But for any team that's not contending this year, I'd absolutely be trying to move him for a second round pick. Yeah, I did yeah, call the New England so. police this last week, and they, <laughs> they did confirm Odo Beckham Sr. was the one videotaping for the New England Patriots. Okay. Uh, you might ask Sean about that, but. Uh, that's that's what they're saying. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> Do you want any thoughts on that one? Do you want to comment? Oh no. <laughs> okay. Sean said no. Sean said no. I just wanted that. Oh no. That's I should be a drop out of that. Pork, any thoughts on OBJ? I think he's more of a sell than anything. I think you should just capitalize. Like, of course, hold now, but as soon as he signs somewhere. There's going to be some OJ OBJ lover that's going to just want to. There's no OJ lovers out there, man. I'm sorry, no one's loving the juice. <laughs> hey, this all, this all, the juice is still out there, still giving out fancy advice too. You see that, John? <laughs> the juice. Yeah, is you loose. know what? He'll, that's he'll the only advice sponsored. I'll take. I'm not taking his other advice. He, he'll advice. get sponsored before us too. Be like, oh, you know what? These these four guys are really nice. Or convicted murderer. I don't know. The Let's juice go with is the loose. <laughs> hey, he ain't do it. He ain't do it, Mike. Yeah, I know. If the glove According does not the fit, courts, you must acquit. You must acquit. Okay. So anyway, yeah, just uh, so. That's, that's just my thing. OBJ okay. sell him. Hold, sell if you can, unless he goes to the Houston Texans, in which case... <laughs> do not... Davis that's Mills not going to work. Stocks up. Uh, I, just, I want to say, I would have loved the absolute travesty it would have been had the Giants put in a waiver claim on him. That would have just been poetic justice. Uh, Watch the world. 
Actually, come to think of it, Gettleman was kind of smart because he got he got good uh, draft capital for him. He did. He did. So that he did. Well, that's going to be about all we have for this week. Before I turn it over to Chev, I just want to make sure that everyone knows that if you like DFS, you should go over to Best Ball. I'm sorry, Underdog Best Ball, and also they have Pickums. You can redraft each week. Hey, use the promo code Rewind, and they will match you up to one hundred dollars that is fantastic so go ahead and you can make 10 accounts use that promo code and you can get a hundred times 10 which is like a million dollars to play best ball that would be fantastic <laughs> i'd also like to send you over to dynastyowner.com orphan teams always need a new owner and it could be you so you make sure that you tell them that the dynasty rewind sent you over there but until then chev let me hand it over to you appreciate it also, go follow us on YouTube, man. Subscribe, rate, leave a comment. We love two away the, from eight hundred. Two away from eight hundred. Who wants to be number eight hundred? Uh, if you're going to the Cardinals game, get ready. I'm gonna be passing out pamphlets, getting some more subscribers. All right, but here we go. We got Matthew seven, verse three through five. It says, "Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye?" How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So, I mean, it's it's easy to judge others on what's going on in their lives. But we need to first look at ourselves and say, hey, what am I doing that is people may judge me for? What am I doing that is a hindrance in my life? You need to check yourself before you check somebody else. Um, make sure you guys are loving each other. Uh, it's always good to, to check your brother or your sister, whoever it may be, but make sure you're checking yourself before you go to them. All right. Great words for a great man. <laughs> and and sorry, Mike. Chef, I thought she was going to say you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. So no, I say yes. <laughs> it was close. No, but it was close. close. I get it. All right. We were all thinking it. <laughs> we were all thinking it. So, Chef, thank you very much. So, um, until next time, everybody, please make sure you check us out everywhere you can. Pork, did you what? What is that? No, I just wanted to. I just wanted to say, um, on top of what prayers, whatever Chef was talking about, I just want some prayers up for me. I'm going to surgery on Thursday for my knee, so uh, you know, I'll take all prayers from <clears throat> for anybody, even you, Mike, because I love you so much. Yes. Well, <laughs> I hope you're double amputation. <laughs> <laughs> walking around with little nubs that'll be cute so i don't know hey, that's fine these nubs can still kick your a yeah not in golf then hey, you know we just had a prayer and you're talking about beating me up man this is this is ridiculous so yes <laughs> man better check himself before he wrecks himself um oh. pork i'm not gonna pray for you i'm gonna pray for those surgeons to not be drunk when they're operating on you that's what i'm gonna pray for so um so for chev nate pork myself please make sure you subscribe rate and review it helps us reach more people which means we can do more for you check our shop over at verdiandglobal.com forward slash dinosaur rewind if you want to get the swaggiest merch on the planet i just use that word um call whatever police departments you want to find out about your favorite player because that's what dave kluge does i could say it he's not listening and until next time everybody <laughs> be kind please rewind thanks for watching thanks for listening sean take me out of here Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind, please rewind.